We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ben, it is the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast here on a Saturday morning. My name is Rob Doster. That man you see over there with a brand new baseball hat on. What you got? Who is that? Uh, is it brand new? It's, it looks new to me. I've never seen you wear that before. I've never worn this. I don't know. No, like normally, yeah. normally got like a Nationals hat on. Maybe yeah, I got a Cal hat. Cal hat's been bringing me luck. You know what? I, I think I'm going to go back to the well here. Yeah, Cal you got to switch it up, man. Yeah, the Cal hat's been giving me luck. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not fucking. <laughs> oh, no. I know oh, it's New Year. Man. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, let's hope uh, we can pick up where we left off and uh, win you guys some money. And, uh, you know, listen, it's a loaded slate today. Uh, not quite as good as it was supposed to be, but it's still pretty good. I mean, we, you know, Duke, Florida State's off, Virginia, Virginia Tech's off, but um, we still got plenty to talk about here, Rob. I mean, it's, uh, it's probably you ready, you ready for a hot day. take. You, you want to, you ready for a really hot take? Go we ahead. did not lose any games between top 25 teams by losing those four teams from the ACC today we didn't wow. lose any top 25 teams <laughs> that's my hottest hot take i have virginia tech in my top 25 but of but course you do because your top 25 is it's you're the worst ranker in the history of I mean, rankers. greatest ever i mean you've still got duke at like eight <laughs> no hey look i was the first one to get off that duke bandwagon you were you were yeah, you true. can't you can't you, you can break my balls about a lot of stuff you can't break my balls about duke this year all right no. let's get yeah, let's, let's get into tonight's slate. We, yep. we got we have so much that we need to talk about. Um, I think the first game that I want to dive into uh, is one where injuries are going to play a pretty big role in how we end up um, handicapping this, and that's Iowa at Rutgers. Of course, uh, we don't have official word on Ron Harper Jr. or Cliff Amaruyi. I'm told um, Ron Harper Jr. is likely to play. Right? Okay, so there's your um, going to give it a go from what I'm told, unless there's some sort of uh, setback here. Uh, in, in pregame, yeah, neither of them practiced. Uh, at, as uh, what is today Saturday? I I have no today's idea Saturday. what day though. So today's Saturday. Saturday. Okay, it felt like it feels like a Sunday because we watched college football all night last night. Yeah. So it's, I'm just completely thrown off. But um, they did not practice on on Thursday or Friday, um, from my understanding. Which uh, and and I don't think Cliff is going to go. And I, you know, Ron Harper matters when it comes to um, betting aside. And it also helps the over. So uh, my big takeaway here is I don't know how Rutgers is going to end up stopping Iowa. Uh, if they only have Miles Johnson inside, like he, one, he can't play 40 minutes. And two, uh, I, I mean, he, he's going to pick up five fouls as fast <laughs> as anybody in the history of the planet. Exactly. Yeah. So 
Yeah. I don't know what they're going to be able to do to stop Luca Garza. If I was making their threes around him, if Jordan Bohane is playing the way that he was playing before, um, I love I love the Iowa team total over in this spot. If Ron Harper Jr. is playing, I like the the regular over in this spot. I just think it's going to be points on points on points on points. And and here's the stat that gives it away for me. Go ahead. Iowa this year on overs based on where the lines opened up, they are eight and two. The over is. Uh, Rutgers, the over is six, one and one. So to me, I mean, look, the, uh, Rutgers has not had a total that's over 146 before today. Uh, the total right now is at 159, I believe. Um, and I just, I, I think it's going to be points on points on points here, especially if Ron Harper Jr. is playing. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, I, I would tend to take, you know, I hate to go against Rutgers at the rack, uh, but for me, if I'm if I'm going on a team here, I'm going to probably take Iowa. Jordan Bohannon has his confidence back. Ron Harper Jr., even if he plays, he's not going to be at 100%. And like you said, who does Rutgers have? If, if they don't have Cliff, who else do they have other than Miles Johnson that's going to be able to contain Garza? And Luca really has been, uh, how do I say it, um, mediocre by his standards over the last you know game or two. So I, I think he's due to erupt here. I think they're going to click in all cylinders. I think they're going to beat that the, the shit out of Rutgers. I really do. I think they're going to win by double digits here. Uh, yeah, I mean, see, the tough spot for me is that Rutgers has so many good guards between Geo Baker yep. and Montez Mathis and Jacob. Yep. Yeah, like they they have guys that could really break you down off the dribble, and we know that that is where Iowa really struggles to defend. Um, and especially like if Ron Harper Jr. is there. And uh, look, my my take with guys that, that it's an ankle injury, right? Yeah, foot. Like my, yeah, ankle. Yeah. My my take with ankle injuries is that if he's able to play and he kind of gets into it, then once that adrenaline takes over, um, yep. yeah. It, if it's a pain tolerance thing, like I, I'm going to just go ahead and assume that he'll probably be okay. Because like the big thing with ankles is it's how quick you are, right? It's how fast you can move side to side. Do you still have that explosiveness? Are you going to tell me? Are you going to rip on Ron Harper Jr.'s uh, well, no quickness? I mean, I'm well. Let's just say that like the the reason he's so effective is not because he's this lightning quick athlete that's going like to break you down off the dribble. You know, like he's. He he gets into good spots and he makes shots. He's crafty and he's savvy. He's able to get to the rim because he takes long strides and he has like a unique ability to finish. Like he's got this one move where he drives left and he jumps off his right foot and he like contorts his body and reaches out with his right hand and gets this weird English off the glass. So like I, I think that even if he's a little bit hobbled, I still think he's going to be relatively effective when it comes to yeah. like dealing with an ankle injury. So um, that's a long way of saying like. I would probably be on Iowa if I had to pick a side just because of the matchup when it comes to uh, Luca Garza inside. But I, th- I just think the, the, the better play here is the Iowa team total over and uh, the, the over in general. Yep. Okay. All right, let's move on. Uh, Texas-Kansas is the biggest game of the day. Um, there is a little bit of uncertainty here, though. Um, no, I, got I, got, I got the certainty. I got it. All right. Okay, what do you got? You want me to break it? The big news that Texas is going to be without two players? Yeah, who who are they? You ready? I'm, I'm ready. Come roll, please. Here we go. Kamaka Hepa and Royce Ham. Is that going to change your 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 thoughts on this thing? No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, Royce Ham, Royce Ham is just a, like a little bit. But that I mean, no, okay. That so that's good. If it was Matt Coleman or Greg Brown that'd be um a big deal. 
Yeah, we got it. We got. Hold on, we got to tweet it out. The scoop from uh, Goodman Hoops on the stream about who Texas is missing. All right, so um, that that's that's big because so the way that I I kind of see this playing out. And tell me what you think about this, Jeff. I think that Kai Lewis and Greg Brown are going to be able to play David McCormick off the floor. I think they're going to be good enough uh, defensively. Uh, what did I say? Kai Lewis? Kai yeah. Jones. I, I, I don't know why I always – who is – is Kai Lewis a person? I always say Kai Lewis. Like Jay Lewis from, from like George Mason years ago or something. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know why I always say Kai, Kai Lewis. Kai Jones. Um, Anyway, Kai Jones and Greg Brown will be able to play McCormick off the floor because of the, I think they'll be good enough defensively. And on the offensive end, like it's, it's a complete mismatch. Like Kai Jones is an absolute freak. Greg Brown has been playing much, much better recently. Um, so I think that Kansas is going to be forced to go small, and Texas will win that matchup when they go small. Like Greg Brown and, and Kai Jones should be able to guard Jalen Wilson and uh, who like Oshai yeah. and Bob, like That's whoever they want to play up front absolutely. defensively. Now that said. So that, that kind of makes me want to lean towards Texas. But the problem with that is, one, you're betting on uh, Shaka Smart there against you. Bill Self. There you and go. Thank Fieldhouse. You. And, two, and two, the Texas offense can really, really get bogged down if Matt Coleman gets taken. Like, he, Matt Coleman makes everything happen for them offensively. And yep. if he gets taken away, then they, they can, things can get real ugly for him. And do you know who Marcus or uh, who Kansas has? Yeah, Marcus. who's their best defender? Yeah, Marcus, Marcus Garrett. Yeah, so and he's longer. Like Coleman's solid. He's gotten better. He he has. Like I've become a Matt Coleman fan, but I'm still like, you know what? Like he's great when you have a bunch of weapons around him, which he he has now. I mean, he's got enough good players around him that Matt Coleman as a senior point guard is good. But you know what's better? Marcus Garrett's defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, listen, again, I go by this philosophy, Rob. Ultimately, if Bill Self is giving less than five points at Allen Fieldhouse, I, I'm taking Bill Self. I'm taking him. I, I just am. I, I just think it's the smart move. Now, every once in a while, somebody will go in there and win a game or, or cover. But for the most part, I just, you know, Texas is ranked in the top 10. I, I think I have them at like seven right now. I still don't have confidence in Texas. Is that fair? Um, I think it's a little bit too harsh. I would say you don't have confidence in them winning in Fog Allen Fieldhouse is absolutely fair. I, I don't have confidence of anybody winning in Fog, Fog right. Allen Fieldhouse, regardless of how full or empty that building is. Uh, the only other thing that I will say is this. Um, Texas is seventh nationally in, uh, in, in defensive three-point rate, which means that they – uh, they run people off of the three-point line, and they limit how many threes teams are uh, able to attempt better than all but six teams in the country. Uh, and they are also – I mean, and they give up, like, I think it's 27% shooting from three. Um, and they also are very, very good at forcing you into beating them one-on-one and winning a matchup one-on-one defensively. Like They're, they're second nationally in defensive assist rate, which is very, very impressive. Randy Bennett and St. Mary's is the only one that's better than them. And – Kansas does not have guys that can win one-on-one. So if you put all this together, if we're talking about how good the defensive matchup is for uh, Kansas, and we're talking about how good the defensive matchup is for Texas, then to me, like that just screams the under. Now, I, I, I think that this game will probably end up being played in like the, the high 50s and low 60s. And the total right now, it's coming down. It, it was at 137 when I got it this morning. Yeah. It was at 136. Um uh, earlier today, so or I'm sorry, w- when we started the stream, 
and we'll see what happens when it uh if it if it moves um any farther south and for those that are wondering the, we are getting our odds from uh from from DraftKings Sportsbook who is the official odds provider of the Field of 68 Media Network we are we are all right um what else what, what you want to start kind of at, at these noon games and, and work our way down quickly well what else do you have any other i, I have two other bets on the day that I really, really like. So well, let me start. Yeah, with let that? me start with a noon one for me. Let, let's okay. Kinda, let me let me work my way down a little bit. Um, I, I like the points in the Missouri Arkansas game. I do, and, and and I like Arkansas. I do. I like them a lot. I, I just think seven's a little bit much for a team that really hasn't played uh, a tough uh, team yet. Like Missouri's going to be the best team that that Arkansas has played. Auburn is not. Okay. Um, Arkansas played a tough game against Auburn. Uh, I, I think Missouri can hang with Arkansas. In, in fact, I'm not sure they can't win outright. And again, I like Arkansas a lot. I don't know what Justin Smith's injury is. I don't know if he's going to play or not yet. Uh, but I'll take the points. Plus seven there, a game on CBS. Missouri's got some good wins, throughout. Like, it's not like they've been – I mean, they got pummeled um, against Tennessee. But that's probably more a statement on Tennessee than it is on Missouri, I think. You know, Missouri still beat Illinois. They beat uh, Oregon. Um, they, they've got some pretty good wins here. I think they're they're more for real than you think. So I'll take them plus seven. Yeah. The, the, so there's a couple of concerns I have with Missouri in this spot. One is that you're we're we're fading um, fading the sharps. Uh, that line has moved from six to seven uh, this morning. Um, the other part of it is that that there's two things that I think Missouri does really well offensively. It's get to the offensive glass and kind of run uh, like ball screen and high-low actions. And I think that that's what Arkansas is pretty good at taking away. And the other part of it is we all know how much Eric Musselman likes to run in transition. Um, so, uh, you know, when you attack the you offensive glass, that's what, that's, what, that's what opens up the transition game. Um, but, I mean, I hear what you're saying. This is a really good buy-low spot for Missouri. Uh, because, I mean, we all just saw them get pummeled by Tennessee and everyone's probably like, ah, Missouri stinks, yeah. while ignoring the fact that this is, a, this is a team that did beat Illinois. We all know how good Illinois is. So uh, I I tend to agree with you. I think seven does a lot of points here, but this is just a pure stay away from me because I, I, I the, the narrative kind of tells me Missouri, the numbers kind of tell me Arkansas, so I think I'm probably staying away from that one. Okay, but I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. The one, uh, the one that I really like in the earlier tip, I'm probably staying away from Creighton Providence, but I love Baylor. I think Baylor is probably my favorite bet of the day, and part of the reason is like Iowa State kind of stinks, and what Iowa State wants to do offensively is basically like kind of get you into ISOs and try to win matchups one on one, and like they ain't doing their guards ain't doing that against Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler and Mark Vital and, and Macy Ot. So that's part of it. Um, the other part of it is that one of the uh, most important players on that Iowa State team is Tyler Harris. Tyler Harris is like five foot eight and one hundred and seventy pounds soaking wet. Like he's he's going to get eaten up by those those Baylor guards. And here's the last part of it: Baylor is going to have like thirty extra possessions in this game. Okay, are you ready for this? Uh, all, Baylor's offensive rebounding percentage is forty one point eight. That is fourth nationally. Iowa State's defensive rebounding percentage is sixty five percent, which is three hundred and fifth nationally they can't get defensive boards baylor crushes the offensive glass yeah Yeah. baylor defensively forces a turnover rate of 27.2 which is ninth nationally it means that on more than a quarter of their opponent's possessions they force turnovers iowa state their turnover rate 
is 23.5, which means on 23.5% of their offensive possessions, they turn the ball over 297th nationally. So Baylor's going to get a ton of offensive rebounds. They're going to force a ton of turnovers, which means they're going to have a ton of extra possessions, and they are the third best offense in college basketball. You don't want to give them a ton of extra possessions. Baylor minus 15 and a half. I don't care if it's in Hinkle Coliseum or Hilton Coliseum. See, there, I did it again. Butler and yeah. Isaac. Hilton Coliseum. Hinkle not- is Butler, dumbass. I know. I know. I do it every time. I do it every time. Whatever right. it is. I love Baylor. Baylor minus 15 and a half is my favorite bet of the day. Okay. You know what my favorite one might be? What's that? The one in six Kentucky Wildcats. I, I, I love them. I absolutely love them. Mississippi State stinks. Yes, they beat Georgia. Georgia stinks even worse. I, I just think we always do this with Kentucky. Now, not to this extent, obviously. But they always kind of dig themselves out of an early hole. They're obviously deeper than they've ever been. We know that. Uh, right? One and six. Is that what they are? One and six? Mm-hmm. And they're on the road. So in, in, in Kentucky's a two-point, one-point favorite, two-point favorite, whatever it is right now. Um, here, here's Mississippi State's wins so far this season. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. Maybe, maybe I should go through their losses. But we'll go through their wins first. Texas State. North Texas, Jackson State, Central Arkansas, Mississippi Valley State, and Georgia. They've lost to Clemson, Liberty, and Dayton, a Dayton team that just lost to LaSalle. Mississippi State is no good. Kentucky, they need to get going here, right? And and I don't think Terrence Clark is going to play, and I think that's a positive for Kentucky. I hate to say it. I think it's a positive. You know, he's a guy who's kind of been sulking a little bit, didn't play – didn't play well through a foot injury. Again, I'm not 100% he's not going to play, but that's what I'm hearing. He's probably not going to play today. Um, that'll give more time for some other guys uh, to get in there and, and play through their mistakes. I just think Brandon Boston is going to break out today. Today. And Devin Askew isn't going to be as overwhelmed. He's starting to play better at the point guard spot. So I, I just – I really, really, really like Kentucky here. Yeah, I, I actually – Shockingly enough, I agree with you uh, that the talent inv- advantage that Kentucky is going to have is just going to be overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and at some point it's happening. And, and think about it like this, right? If Olivier Saar hits a jumper against Notre Dame, if he yep. hits a jumper against Louisville, and if Jalen Wilson hits four second half threes instead of five second half threes uh, in that game in the Champions Classic, Kentucky's sitting here at four and three. And I know that's a lot of ifs. And I know yeah. that people are going to be like, yeah, but you can't just rewrite history. But look, when we're talking about a one and six team, like the margins for these losses are small. It's not like Kentucky's losing by 30. It's not like they're getting run out of the gym, right? right? They are not, I've been saying this, they are not that far away. And when it when you're dealing with a team that is this young with this many new pieces that didn't get a chance to know each other that is going through everything that they've been through this season like it, it's not surprising they've gotten off to a slow start i i still believe they're going to end up turning it around and maybe maybe a mississippi state team that really isn't all that good is the get right spot for them um, i'm with you it's, it's, a, point, it's, it's yeah. a point and a half right now so I, I i like kentucky in that spot uh as well i also really like tennessee um, it's not, I don't like this them as much today as I did against Missouri. I don't like them as much as I did against uh, – or as much as – I don't like them as much as I like Baylor against Iowa State because the matchup is a little tough. Like the way that you want to beat Tennessee is to beat them down the floor. And 
Alabama runs as much as anybody. It's a nine and a half point line right now, but I just I still think that Tennessee is undervalued nationally. Um, they're playing at home against Alabama, right? It isn't. It's in Knoxville, correct? Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know which way this game goes. You know, like I don't know if if Tennessee just finds a way to to keep. Like, is this going to be a low scoring game or is it going to be a track meet? Because, frankly, Tennessee's a better team. Like, if you're Tennessee, you don't want to get into a track meet with Alabama. But I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know how this game is going to be played. I, I'm, I'm staying away from this altogether. I don't love it. Yeah, I know. I, I hear what you're saying. The the one thing that, that does give me a little bit of, of positive vibes about Tennessee is that, I mean, look, the way that Alabama wants to play is they want to get up the floor, they want to get a shot up within like 10 to 12 seconds, and they want it to be a three or a layup. And I don't think that they're going to be able to get to the basket against these these Tennessee players, which means they're going to be taking a lot of threes. And Alabama on the season is shooting 30.5% from three. And, and uh, Tennessee is allowing opponents to shoot 27% from three against them. So um, it's going to come down to like shot making for Alabama is really what I think it is. And if you want to bet on Alabama continuing to shoot the way that they've been continuing or the way that they shot this season, then to me, it very much seems like Tennessee is a good bet. Now, that said, I think that what Alabama has on their roster are better shooters than what their numbers have been. And you combine that with the fact that you know they're going to run. That's the best way to, to, to avoid having to go up against a set Tennessee defense. Then, you know, I do think that that positive shooting regression is coming for Alabama, which why, which is why I, I like um, Kentucky and I like Baylor and I like the, the Kansas under and I like the Iowa team total more. But I still think like just in general, big picture, I still think that Tennessee is undervalued by the markets. They're undervalued by Vegas. So I, I think that this line should be closer to like 11 or 12. But, I mean, it's a, it's a good matchup for Alabama, all things considered. Uh, another one I like, LSU plus one against Florida. Remember, Florida's played one game since December 12th. Uh, they lost their best player, Keontae Johnson. Um, and LSU's pretty darn good. They're talented. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as they got everybody back, you know, Trenton Watford's healthy and Javante Smart, as long as they got all hands on deck here, uh, I'm, I'm actually surprised. I know, you know, the game's in, in Gainesville, but I just think LSU's a much better basketball team. And, again, they've played a lot more. Right? I just think Florida's rusty. The only game they played was at Vandy at, uh, on the road. And I, I'm convinced you and I could grab three other dudes and we could beat Vanty. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I, I I saw that one too. Um, I do like LSU in that spot. The one thing that does kind of worry me a little bit um, is that Florida, um, they do run a little bit of pressure. So we'll see how that ends up working out. And then when it comes to LSU defensively, they'll do like a kind of like a 2-2-1 zone press back into a 2-3 zone. And I do think that that's the kind of thing that, that Florida can exploit. They do have some guys that can drive. They do have some guys that can make shots. They, they haven't been playing great, but it's been like, I just feel like right now it's such a small sample size for like Florida's numbers that I'm just going to kind of look at it and say, okay, I think Scotty Lewis can make things happen. I think Scotty Lewis can do a job against Cam Thomas. Oh, I, I think Trey Mann is going to be able to get into the lane against this LSU defense. So the concern for me is just whether or not they'll be able to get enough stops. Um, so, which means like maybe. Maybe the over is the play in this spot. Uh, but I do – like if I was going to pick a side, it probably would be LSU. Um, so if Chris Likes plays for Miami today, I believe that they there was they said that Cam Augusti is playing. Um, and if Chris Likes plays, 
then I like the Miami money line at home against Clemson. As a matter of fact, that line's gone down from four and a half to three and a half uh, already this morning, which I think probably means maybe there's some news that that Chris likes is going to be ready to go. Uh, but I, you know, maybe this is this is an incredibly hot take. But when Miami has, if you give me Chris likes Cam Augusti, Earl Timberlake, Isaiah Wong, and Nazir Brooks, I think that that might be the best starting five in the ACC. Like, am I am I completely like losing my mind? Yeah, probably, probably. But it's good. It's good. I, I'd like to see it, uh, and, and we haven't. And who knows if we're gonna? But yes, they're they're. They've got talent. They've got talent. They've got experience. They've got good young players. I would love to see them completely healthy. By the way, I'm told the only guy who's not playing for LSU is Sharif uh, O'Neal. Yep. So they're good to go with everybody. Uh, that means I like that matchup yeah, even more. Um, yeah. You know what I like? Can I give you one I really like? What's that? Did you know that Jason Preston is out right now for, mm-hmm. for Ohio? That he's out for a while. Like it's really kind of gone under the radar. They were really good with him. He's their best player, maybe the best damn mid-major player in the country. And uh, without him, they lost their last game to Bowling Green at home. Bowling Green's good. They got Ball State on the road today in basically a pick game. Actually, Ohio's giving one. Uh, needless to say, I like Ball State in this one, getting one against Ohio. Yeah, I, I I like that logic. I mean, Jason Preston is just so good and so important to what they do. And nobody knows. Like, I feel like nobody really has said that. Like that. But Jason you know, Preston. you know who does know? Vegas, Vegas. I know. Yeah. Of course, the guys, know. the guys setting these lines. Um, there is one other big matchup that I wanted to talk about, and that is uh, Purdue and Illinois. Um, yeah, Trevion Williams is as much of a mess defensively as Kofi Coburn is. Uh, and I do think that that's going to be something that Illinois guards can exploit. Um, and the way to beat Illinois that we've seen over and over and over again is to put Kofi into ball screens and play him off the floor. And Matt Painter is not a guy that runs a ton of – like they run a ton of awesome action. Uh, their offense is, is really fun to watch at times, but they are not going to sit there and just put Kofi into ball screen after ball screen after ball screen. So – um, I do think that this is – like when it comes down to it, for Illinois games, I think what you have to look at is, okay, is this a positive matchup for Kofi Coburn or is this a negative matchup for Kofi Coburn? And to me, this is the kind of matchup that he can win he because can. You're, bas- you're, basically, win. you're basically going to ask him to play inside against Trevion Williams and against uh, – who, who's the seven foot four freshman? Zach Eady. Yeah. Um, just be big. And that's what he can do. And he's not going to have to go chase out on the perimeter and put people into um, and get put into ball screens. So uh, I, I think that Illinois in this spot, like I, I, I think that they could beat Purdue by twenty in this spot. I really do. Wow. Um, yeah. Listen, I, I you know, I, remember, I like Illinois. Remember, Illinois is remember, good. Pretty good. But remember, Purdue also lost. Uh, I believe it was. At, I think they lost at home to Rutgers. Was yeah. it at home? Yeah, they lost at home to a Rutgers team that didn't have Ron Harper and that didn't have Cliff Amaruga. And they had a banged-up Jacob Young who was, like, wincing and grabbing his – like, when you have really good, talented guards and you could make Trevion Williams have to guard out on the perimeter, the exact same thing that we talk about with Kofi Coburn. Illinois is going to do that. So um, I I really, really like Illinois in this spot. All right, I got a couple more. A couple more. Let me run through without much of an explanation. Uh, I'll I'll keep them short and sweet here. Um, I'm going to fade Fordham again because that's what we do here. Uh, we fade mm-hmm. Fordham. Uh, 
And uh, LaSalle coming off a big win against Dayton. LaSalle's not very good, but they're giving six and a half at home to Fordham. Like that one. Uh, like Tulsa, given, uh, I think they're giving five. No, they're getting five against Cincy. Shit. I'm all over the place right now, Rob. Uh, you are. It's not well, surprising. No, because listen, there's so much on the board. It's so hard right now. Um, to uh, and I'm trying to keep track. I'm trying to find out who's playing, who's not playing for you guys. Uh, so Cincy is playing at home, and they're getting. So Tulsa's getting five. I'm sorry, Tulsa's getting five at Cincy. I like Tulsa there, um, and I like my boy. Do you remember my boy Evans Desir from mm-hmm. F, uh, FAMU? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. They're playing against South Carolina today. Here we go. Last time South Carolina's played? What, a month ago? Something like that? Yeah, it's like a month. It's like a month. They're getting 19. My boy Evans this year is going to do some work against Frank Martin and the Gamecocks today. He is going to do – like, I need to – I'm going to get you some video of Evans this year in the post, backing some dudes down, carving out space, and just scoring on the block. Get do it. I'm ready I'm for it. To. I'm going. I'm to. ready for it. So anyway, I've uh, never been more excited for anything in my entire life than the video that you're <laughs> going to send me of Evans Desir scoring on South Carolina. Like that is the reason yeah. why I got into this business, Jeff. The reason why we started yeah. this podcast network was so that you could send me videos of Florida A and M post ups. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm listen, thrilled. Anyway, I, I also like Cal State Bakersfield. They lost a close one last night to Long Beach State. Uh, Long Beach State had been on a um, a pause for a while prior to that. Back-to-back games. Um, I'm, I'm checking the line right now. The line is... Oh, shit. Here's, here's the last one I like while you're Go over ahead. there just I'll, I'll find jerking. I'll find so, <laughs> last one I like is um, Boise State uh, at San Jose State. They played on New Year's Eve, and Boise okay. State won by 50 Two points. San Jose State just had their best player um, uh, leave and put his name in the transfer portal because they're they basically have to play out of out of a hotel. They're not able to play on their on their campus because of the the regulations that California and that area, the Bay Area, has put in. So San Jose State playing out of a hotel with their best player opting out, basically quitting on the season, going up against a team that beat them by fifty two two nights ago. I like Boise State minus twenty seven. Bakersfield, by the way, giving three and a half, three and a half there. All right, let's run through it all. There's a lot on the table. Uh, hopefully, we gave you some winners today. Um, I'm going to run through mine. Hopefully, I didn't forget any here, but Kansas minus four, Missouri plus seven, Iowa minus three, Kentucky, I really like giving one, um, LSU, really like getting one, Ball State, uh, getting one like that one, LaSalle, uh, minus six and a half, Tulsa plus five. My boy Evans this year in, in, in Florida A&M getting 19. Robert and uh, Cal State Bakersfield giving three and a half. I'm uh, trying to think if that's uh, – that might be it. Oh, you know the other two I like? I got two more. Okay, uh, hit me. Army and Navy. Army and Navy are going against Colgate and Bucknell. Two good teams in the Patriot League, right? How many games do you think Colgate and Bucknell have played so far this they year? Haven't, they haven't played any. They haven't played any. Army and Navy have been allowed to play throughout all this. Major advantage. 
I'm taking Army and Navy uh, and 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 uh, the points. Colgate's Colgate's favored by seven and a half. Navy's favored by uh, I believe five. So I'm I'm, I'm going with both Army Navy. I, I like that. Uh, I like that logic. That's a good little nugget. Okay, I have um, I have eight plays. Seven of uh, well, I guess let's call it seven and a half because one right. of them kind of depends on Chris likes. But uh, I had the Texas Kansas under. Yeah, Baylor minus fifteen and a half. Tennessee minus nine and a half, Kentucky minus a point and a half, Illinois minus eight, the Iowa team total over Can you 81. Slow down for me. I'm trying to write these down. I'll text it to you. I got it like I don't right. have it written down. The right. Iowa team total over 81, Boise State minus 27, and the Miami money line, but that is assuming that Chris Likes is uh, is able to play. If Chris Likes is not playing, then I'm going to stay away. So okay. uh, keep an eye out for that news. All right. There you have it. Uh, happy New Year. Uh, let's hope we can, uh, deliver, uh, something for you here. And, uh, Robert, busy day, busy day. I'm going to have a couple busy of days, a couple laptops going and, uh, it should be pretty good. Like you said, we lost two games. But we didn't lose any ranked teams according to you. Yeah. As long as, uh, as long as Texas and Kansas is still good to go, then we're good to go. Uh, Jeffrey, always a pleasure. We will see you guys again tomorrow at 10 AM, uh, tomorrow Sunday, right? Yeah. Tomorrow. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.